Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hustle. I'm Travis Apple, the host of this podcast. And after spending my entire career in the sports sales industry, I wanted to continue to find ways to give back to individuals that want to get into this business or individuals that are currently in this business that want to continue to excel at an elite level. For those of you who know me, hustle has always been important, hence the name. Each week, I'll have the privilege to sit down with top-ranking professionals in our industry. You'll hear their career path, what they look for in successful people, and ultimately a few key takeaways for you to apply to your everyday. Time certainly flies. It is crazy to think it's season four of 52 Weeks of Hustle already. With season four, I'm going to have the privilege of sitting down with industry experts to discuss their career path. We're going to discuss three key topics that are current in the industry and three hustle hot seat questions. And... Three pieces of advice, all under 24 minutes. Now, on to our guests this week. Hey, Travis. Good to see you. Good to see you, Tony. Very excited to talk about your career and certainly the role you're in now with the Wings. Going back to the beginning, first, you attended Western Michigan, Michigan University right there in Kalamazoo mm-hmm. and received a degree in business administration and general management. What do you think you wanted to do career-wise? Um, well, that's an interesting question. If I go way far back, I wanted to be a fashion designer. And um, but then I learned in middle school I couldn't sew. So <laughs> that, that cut that out, huh? <laughs> yes, pun intended. Um, but I uh I, I really uh, really thought I was gonna get a degree in exercise science. I've always been interested in fitness and nutrition. Um, and I just I I thought that was the path I wanted to go. And my dad being a great mentor and entrepreneur. Uh, I, I went to him for some advice when I was younger and he just said, you know, Tony, you can't go wrong with a business degree. You can go into, you know, you can be in fitness and nutrition, but you can have a business degree and, you know, and use it that way. And it was sound advice. So I I listened and ended up getting my business management degree and off from there I went. Off and went. And your first opportunity out of, out of school was with Fifth Third Bank. Mm-hmm. Why was that the right fit? And like at the time, the right career kind of movement for you? You know, it's funny, I, you know, thinking back to that time in my life, I've always been a really driven person. And um, I went to a career fair at Western Michigan University. And I just remember they really impressed me. They they were, I, I didn't know it then, I was a little naive, but they were recruiting me pretty hard. And I just was fascinated with the idea of working with people's money and finances. And it, it was like an important job. Um, and I was really excited to um, step into that world and having bankers hours was appealing to me. Yep. Well, as, as you think about banking hours, which is ironic because you, you had banking hours and now you're in the sports world, which we're going to dive into, which is anything but traditional nine to five hours and, and you know, nights and weekends are required uh, yep. more than unheard of. And so you'll post fifth, third bank days. You know, Tony, you go on to work with PNC Bank and as both the branch manager and then sales and service support manager. As you think back to some of those early experiences, both with Fifth Third and PNC, what is one thing you know now that you really wish you would have known back then? You know, thinking about this question, nothing. I don't know if that's an unusual answer, but I was at that point in my life and, and actually every stage along the way, exactly where I'm supposed to be. I often say, uh, you know, I'm middle aged now. I would love to go back and meet 22 year old Tony I, just to see because, man, I bet you she was a spitfire. Yep. <laughs> and um, I the best just way to, to look at it. Yeah. And um, I really am. There's nothing I would tell her to do differently and or that you're going to because I couldn't have even predicted how the heck I would end up here. So 
Well, that's the key. A lot of times, right. It's like, you can't predict what it looks like. You know, I was speaking to a, a class this morning in college and it was like, what did you think you want to do? I'm like, certainly not what I'm doing now. I never <laughs> would have imagined or dreamed of it. So how do you prep for that? You just continue to kind of try to dominate your day and learn from your experiences. And that's exactly what it was for me. I was just really driven and I wanted to be the best I could be in whatever I was doing, whether it's selling checking accounts or, you know, ended up in sports completely on accident. Yeah. Well, Tony, as you build your career, you had to stop at Southwest Michigan first as the executive vice president. And and along the way throughout your career path, certainly early on, and, and now it's continued, you've worked up your way up within organizations and ultimately into leadership. Why was leadership the right fit for you? Uh, you know, my parent, if you were interviewing my mom and dad, they would tell you I came out of the womb kind of bossy and just, re- again, really driven. I- I've just always, um, you know, when a teacher would ask for a volunteer to lead a project, no matter if I was a young kid or even now, um, it's just innate in me. I'm hardwired this way. I love a challenge. I love um, leading other people. Uh, I can, I'm a strategic thinker, so I can often see the path forward. And if I don't know the path forward, I'll figure it out. Absolutely. And, you know, Tony, as you think about the path forward about nine years ago, and you kind of jokingly, you you landed into where you're at now. You transitioned into that sports space with the Kalamazoo Wings. How did that role come about? And, and what intrigued you to transition into this kind of the crazy beast of sports? <laughs> yeah. So bear with me while I tell this quick story, because it'll connect some dots. Um, and I get asked this question quite often, one, because it's a cool job. And two, because I'm a woman in a male dominated industry. So like, how did you get this job? Um, so I had left Southwest Michigan first. Um, I was running the Chamber of Commerce there. And I had a lot of connections in the community because of of that job. Um, but I was looking for something with less responsibility. I, I was in my mid-30s. My kids were younger. And um, I thought the Greenleaf Hospitality Group, who owns the Kalamazoo Wings, were privately owned hospitality organization here in Kalamazoo. They had a fashion store in, inside the Radisson. And I, going back to what well, I really want to say, this is right yeah. up your alley. Yes. I'm like, you know what? They were looking for a store manager. I'm like, this is great. I can go back to my roots. I would love to learn this side of the retail. And everyone that worked there knew me already because I'm born and raised here and I ran the chamber. So, you know, you know, a lot of people when you're running the chamber of commerce and um, they called me and they said, you applied to be the manager of Sydney was the name of the store at the time. It's, it's not there now. It's a Starbucks actually. And, uh, and they said, uh, they, the HR person was like, Tony, you are way overqualified for this. And I'm like, I know. And they were like, but d- don't you want to do something more challenging? I said, no, I've, I'm good. Like, I just want to do something a little less responsibility. And they said, all right, well, let me see what we've got for you. We'll call you back. We just don't think that's it. I'm like, all right, whatever. So they called me back, I don't know, a few days later. And they said, we got something for you. I think it'll be perfect. And I'm like, what that? what's that? And they said, the Kalamazoo Wings. I said, the hockey team. And, and, uh, this would, would be my soon to be boss at the time. And, and, uh, he said, yes, the hockey team. And I go, they're still around. He goes, yeah, that's the problem. No people like you who lived here forever still don't know that they're around. Yeah. And I said, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, so I won't, but oh, I, I, can't. Think you're, I think they're open to the listeners have heard a few things worse than <laughs> okay. that. I, my response was this. I don't know shit about hockey. And he laughed and he goes, that's okay. We don't want someone that knows about the sport. We want someone that knows how to run a business Business. and you know how to run business. You have connections in community. You know how to sell, you know how to run teams. He's like, we think you could bring that skill set 
into the Kalamazoo wings. And I was like, and then he told me the pay and it was a 35% pay cut. I was going to say, yeah, we have to tell a lot of people that, right? Like sports yep. sales, you can't rush for the money. No. And luckily one of my leadership pillars and the things that I talk about when I go into my alma mater or speak wherever is about, you know, if I'm passionate about something, the money will follow. So I took the 35% pay cut. I said yes to the best job I never knew I wanted. And here we are almost nine years later. It's amazing. Well, you know, on this podcast, in addition to, to swearing every once in a while, we, <laughs> we, we often talk about the sports business being so small. And that's how we got to know each other, you know, as, as your husband was once my youth little league coach. And we've mm-hmm. kind of talked horror stories and fun stories about the small farm <laughs> town of Delphus, Ohio. But mm-hmm. as you think about the sports business as a whole, and again, you kind of landed into it. What have you enjoyed most about this business? Ah, uh, gosh, there are so many things I love about it. I well, the number one thing for me when I said yes to the Kalamazoo Wings was I love Kalamazoo and I love our community. And everything about our organization is really geared towards this community. It's not often that we you have a professional sports team in this uh, in a community the size of Kalamazoo. It's very rare. And so um that part I love, but I love the the ability to be wildly creative, um, especially in minor league sports. You know, we get to do some of the um, most fantastic theme nights, whether they're just for fun and pop culture, or if it's for, um, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, or some really uh, important fundraising initiatives. Um, We're able, I mean, it's like a blank slate every season and we just get to create something new. It's, it's a lot of fun. No, absolutely. And, you know, as you think about your role now as not only the GM, but also the governor, I know the easiest answer is there's no day that's the same, but walk the listeners or give yourself, give the listeners just a a peek inside the curtain of a day-to-day of your life. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were to look at my calendar, I mean, most people would probably throw up, but it's, it's color coded for a reason. Um, One of the things that's really important to me is setting the stage for the day. And by that, I mean, I do a lot of self-care in the morning. Um, So I get up, I work out, I read for uh, personal or professional development. I eat a healthy breakfast. I do a meditation. I mean, these are things that I do day in and day out. Now I do take some off days because- Can I ask a question on that? You'll be as often, right? People are like, it's how you start your day. And Mm -hmm. I am the the biggest hypocrite to that because it's like, I wake up, I just start working. I don't think about anything personal, health, anything like that. Mm -hmm. How do you with the, and trying to balance the craziness of sports, what is your advice to listeners on being able to like, you know what? Make sure you own that part of your day because that first 30 minutes to an hour of you waking up is probably the most important part of the day. It is. It is. Actually, if you read the book 5 a.m. Club, I think it's 5 a.m. Club. If you've read that book, it's I I have not. I'm a avid reader, an avid reader. Um, so that's part of it, it. It's just really important to me. It grounds me. So, and I've, I've always been this way. It's just kind of, I've always been a morning person, but um, for me, it's just really about if another great book to read, if you're, if someone's looking to help instill these type of habits is atomic habits. Yes. Um, I've read that one. Yeah, James, you know, habit stacking, linchpin habits. And there's a great podcast, too, by Andrew Huberman on habits, um, Huberman Lab. So um, but part of this is just how I'm wired. Um, But I also like to get my uh, good uh, endorphins pumping in the morning. So not every day do I feel like doing it, but I know like I've never finished a workout and said, boy, I wish I didn't do that. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
<laughs> within you know minor league hockey many times there's so many moving pieces and i know in your role there's a lot of moving pieces and even though you have a a pretty very detailed colored calendar something's going to get in the way or something's going oh, yeah. to, to pick up but there's also a lot of moving pieces as far as like nhl teams and the affiliation with and i know in kalamazoo there you guys have went through a lot of variables from affiliated partners and both with the ahl as well as as well as the nhl what all goes into that decision making process yeah this is a great topic because a, a lot of minor league hockey teams so yeah we are affiliated um, we just finished uh, wrapped up an affiliation in june with the uh, columbus blue jackets um in cleveland monsters and now we're back with vancouver um, the Canucks and Abbotsford um, in the American League. Um, and so in the minor league, many of the GMs and presidents, which is the same role in minor league hockey, and the titles are transferable, um, but many of the GMs and presidents don't work on those deals. Actually, the head coaches or the director of hockey operations do. So in the situation in Kalamazoo, that is how that happens. So our head coach, Joel Martin, um, he works on those those deals and those relationships. Nice. Throughout your time at the organization, again, coming upon nine years, what is something you and the team are most proud of? Yeah, this is a good one. I, you know, there's a couple that come to mind. Um, we were the first team ever to dye the ice rainbow um, in our partnership with the NHL for Hockey is for Everyone. That was my brainchild. That was my baby. Um, we were known in Kalamazoo for dyeing the ice. We started back in 1981 with green ice. Um, and it's, I call it the colored ice portfolio. And it's, it's, it's grown over the years from green ice to orange ice for Halloween to pink ice for Valentine's, um, lavender ice for hockey fights cancer. And then we added rainbow ice uh, almost three years ago. And it is, I mean, this is real dyed ice. This isn't projection yeah. ice mapping or anything like that. Awesome. And I'm really proud of that. And it's, and one of the, so we, we get a lot of great support in that, in the community and around the world. I mean, every time we do it, it goes viral. Um, but we also were recognized from the league. We won an inclusive spirit award this year from the ECHL. And it's really, when we talk about hockey is for everyone, it's, it's really about everything, diversity, equity, inclusion. It's not just LGBTQ plus. That's one part of it. It's socioeconomic background, it's religion, it's race, it's gender, it's all these things. And um, so we continue to celebrate that in Kalamazoo and uh, looking forward to that game in January. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Again, we're here on 52 Weeks of Hustle. The guest today, Tony Will, General Manager and Governor of the Kalamazoo Wings of the ECHL. And Tony, let's get into three hot topics. Mm-hmm. Question one, in your current role, you're not only the GM, but also the Governor of Business Operations with the ECHL. And you're the first female to hold that role as well. What goes into that role and, and what ultimately is the main focus? So as the governor, uh, what we're doing is we're making decisions for the overall wellness and vitality and growth of the league. Um, so Kalamazoo is one part of the 28 teams that make up the ECHL. So uh, my peers all around the country and into Canada, we help govern that and, and help it grow and remain healthy and viable and strong. Nice. And question two is, as you and the team prepare for each season, knowing it's not selling players or or even wins or losses, but the franchise has to compete with not only the other sports teams in the area, but also the other entertainment opportunities, whether it be right there in Kalamazoo or within an hour, two hours away. What is the 30,000 feet view strategy on and you know, complementing all of the options for someone's discretionary dollar or entertainment budget? Yeah, so I build out a strategic plan for the season each year. As the puck will drop in Kalamazoo on October 21st, I am building 24-25 the minute we open this season. So we, I always set three themes for the season. um, And actually next season will be our 50th anniversary. And so this will be, and I've been planning this one for years, um, but we'll be starting to put it into action. So what we do there is once the strategic plan is set, we have certain game themes that are tried and true, right? Like military appreciation, teddy bear toss. And then we look at some of the things that are popular in pop culture, right? So what's relative? Um, What are some um, cause games that like this season, we're going to do a deaf awareness game. Uh, We're going to look at Alzheimer's awareness. Um, My mom has Alzheimer's. And so um, looking at things like that, um, and then we slowly start to piece together what that looks like. And then who we can partner with in the community who are passionate about some of these themes we're doing, whether they're fun, like a semi-pro night, or if they're more um, in the area of raising awareness or or money. No, that's a lot of fun. And, and to your point, it's always planning and, and ultimately executing as well. You know, going to those days, like, what are you doing the off season? Or once the season starts, you're good. <laughs> no, you're already planning 365 days in advance. And that's kind of that proactive mentality that you need to have. And, and Tony, finally, question three, sitting in your chair, both roles, a lot going on. You interact with many owners and certainly very successful leadership and executive team. Mm -hmm. What's a key characteristic that always stands out the most in successful people? Um, I would say that these type of individuals I'm surrounded with are really down to earth and they're, um, they're curious, right? They're learners. Um, they're they love they love similar to me they love a good challenge which is why they're in minor league sports <laughs> and because this i mean we operate depending on the team you know our budgets are tight our staffs are small and we're filling arenas and so um they love a good challenge no oh, I, I love it and and tony as you think about you know your your overall career and what a great career you've had already what's been your best memory Gosh, you know, I can't, it's like, I know, you know what, now that I, the, this last year, I host the league awards um, because I chair that committee for the ECHL, the team services committee. And so I host them each year, my staff and I produce them. 
as well. And um, one of my employees, uh, TJ Scott, won the Sales Rookie of the Year this year. And this was really um, a big deal. One, because he's an amazing sales um, individual. But two, he is one of the only African-American salespeople in our entire league. And it was just one of those moments where I, I mean, I'm not much of a crier, but I could barely spit his name out. And it was just a really special moment um, for TJ, for the Kalamazoo Wings, and then for the ECHL as a whole. I will always, always remember that. No, I love it. Tony, ton of great advice. Certainly fun to hear about your journey. And to close it out, I'd like to put our guests on the hustle hot seat. So you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. If you could have any actress play you in a movie, who would it be? Robin Wright. I think her last name used to be Penn, but I think she just goes by Robin Wright now. What's a clothing style trend that you would love to bring back? I love a good caftan. Some people don't know what a caftan is or moo-moos, but I love them. Were they going to be in the team store at the Wings? <laughs> if I year? had my way. If you had your way? <laughs> yeah. If, if you hosted a late night talk show, who would be your first guest? You know, I think Steve Carell. We're a big office family. We love that show. So, and I just, I don't, it'd be fun to talk to him. It'd be a fun story. Well, Tony, to close it out, what are three key takeaways you would give every listener to be in your shoes one day? Uh, you know, be curious and, uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions and uh, don't be afraid to reach out. Like, so, you know, it, it's okay to like shoot off and even, just like I said to you, I'm like, hey, yep. <laughs> you know, because it's a small world. Um, never follow the money. The money will follow if you're passionate about it and have fun. I mean, who doesn't want to come to work and have fun and be your authentic self? Um, and that's really been the beautiful difference between banking and sports. You know, the hours are wildly different, but it, you don't, there's not two versions of me. There's just one. Have fun. Well, Tony, thank you so much. What a great career. Always a pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate your time and expertise. Yeah. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me. Again, this is Travis Apple. Thank you for listening to 52 Weeks of Hustle. Please be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back next week with another industry leader. Have a great week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.